0: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 433 for, gosh, March 3rd already. We're into March. Coming up on this week's show, lots to talk about. GDC is postponed, uh, which means no Xbox events. We'll talk to you about what Microsoft said about the situation here in San Francisco and the GDC. Plus, uh, we've got some interesting follow-ups on the quick resume feature for the Xbox Series X. Phil Spencer talking about the future of physical set-top box consoles, all that and more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. All right, what's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey with you to my right, joining us awesomely. Janet Garcia, great to see you. Good to be here. Uh, we've got Brandon Tyrell. Hello. Thematically dressed today. Yes, very good. Yeah. Right? You're just, you're, the, you're bi- matching the light. <laughs>
3: the goal is, if I don't know what to say, I just blend into just, the background.
0: Just morph into the background. <laughs> yeah. You're a human green screen. Thank you. <laughs> Miranda Sanchez, hi.
4: Bam. Hello. Nice. we got we got to pass it on. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Well done. I always feel bad when we forget to do it when Dustin's not here, and I feel like we let people down if we don't give them a good bam.
0: Maybe we should do a collective bam and blow oh, out everyone's damn. eardrums. Yeah. No, let's not do that. Uh, so, Destin wussed out again. I mean, last week he said, well, let's let Simon Cardi be on because he's visiting from the UK. This week he had some dumb excuse about work. <laughs> That's not,
1: we That's all work at the same place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't get it. We
4: all have work to do.
0: But I'm happy to have Janet here because <laughs> A, we haven't seen you in a long time yeah. on the show, but B, uh, you led the charge on our preview coverage of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That's where I want to start. Is uh, who, who else? Brandon, you were there? Yep. Brandon, did you get to go? You didn't, didn't either. Okay, so good. I've at least got two people. Yes. To, I can pitch you against each. No, it's a really good game.
1: <laughs> we did sit by, side by side. So we did.
0: We it was did. pretty so, competitive. Yeah. yeah, do tell us. I want to hear, because I was supposed to go and I was sick that day. Yes. So I had to had to bail out. But yeah, how was it? I mean, I think co- going in, we all expect this game to be great, not just good, but but absolutely great, because the first one was great. So how'd, how'd the Will of the Wisps feel? Yeah, I,
1: I think it totally lived up to those expectations, if not even pushing a bit beyond that. Um, yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. I was a little... I, I always like to approach things with a healthy amount of skepticism um, and definitely criticism when it's a preview. Absolutely. Obviously, previews it's, are always a weird beast because it's like, even if you love it or you hate it, it you don't want to be too declarative because we don't know what the final build is. We don't right. know how the whole game plays out. They're
0: always showing you mm-hmm. the part... The, there's a reason you're seeing... The part of the yes. game You're seeing Because that's what They want you to see Well no, I, I
1: thought What was interesting About this one Is they did just Start us at the beginning Which yeah. um, was great Because you get, well. you get A nice sense Of what a player Would really experience Day one um, And at first I was a little bit Skeptical about Some of the new things They were introducing uh, Namely the sword Which is called uh, Spirit Edge I think is something the like name yeah. yeah I'm like Oh I don't know Ori with the sword Like that's either Going to get people Super hyped up Swordy Or Sorty, As, no. as he will Henceforth be known um, I'm like That's either Going to be super exciting or kind of like, ooh, I don't know, but uh, I grew to really like it. I thought it was so much more active than um, the little spirit flame you had before where we'd shoot out. And um, the big thing I took away from this was the emphasis on combat. Mm -hmm. Like, it was so combat focused, I think even more so than the first game because you have so many more weapons and and abilities, but um, what really got me excited was how great the platforming is like it's back again better than ever and that's what I really loved about Ori and the Blind, For- uh, Ori and the Blind Forest and what I subsequently love about Wolf of the Wisps like I just love those amazing platforming jungle gym set pieces like that's my favorite part of the game and, and it's back
0: yeah Brendan how, how did it sit with you
3: yeah I agree with almost everything that Janet said I mean the, there is a huge emphasis on this sort of uh kind of kinetic feel of combat to it just based on like There's so many things to unlock and to buy and to purchase. Uh, You know, you can upgrade just like normal, but now you have so many different opportunities to like customize your character in ways that I'm not going to say they fundamentally change the way the game plays, but it is like a much more different path you can take each time. The other thing I noticed is that because the uh, the focus is is so clearly on combat, or at least it was in the first two hours of mm-hmm. the preview. I mean, at one point you find a torch and you have to use this torch to break bramble walls before you even get a weapon in the game. Yeah, so it's sort of a way of giving you a weapon to say, like, hey, this is what it's going to be about for the the next you know little while, and then they they start that slow on ramp of power that you're used to in an Ori game. Um, but I will say it was nice. There was a, a, a really a, a juxtaposition that I appreciated because the gameplay was so combat-focused, but the beginning of the game is still an Ori game. Like, it still is very much what you remember from Ori 1. Mm-hmm. There is very heartfelt moments, and there are some obstacles to overcome this time. Really try not to spoil anything. Um, and again, once you overcome that, it's it's very much a fish-out-of-water, kind of lost-and-alone experience. Um so the narrative heartstrings that they pulled in the first game are still very much there but now it's at this like weird kind of breakneck pace yeah. where you feel like you're constantly ramping up faster and faster and it it fits it works because you've already had the experience of Ori 1 you know this little you know translucent illuminated squirrel is <laughs> uh, is a badass right and and you go into the game knowing that feeling that and so the on ramp of abilities and things that you're given Is so much faster. We... By the end of our two-hour... I think it was two hours. Mm -hmm. At the end of our two-hour demo, we had abilities that you didn't get until, like, you know, well into Ori 1. Yeah. Yeah. Which really makes me wonder okay, like how much is there going to be? Because I'm, I honestly started getting like a little, a little bit of anxiety. Like, oh my God, am I picking the wrong thing?
0: Can't you switch your loadouts? You can't fly in the one.
3: You can, but you can only equip things that you've already purchased. So, right, okay. Uh, you know, there are NPCs in the game now mm-hmm. and, and merchants to buy stuff from. So you get to the bird with the mask and the bag full of goodies. And he's like, hey, what do you want to buy? And you're like, all right. Well, I only have. <laughs> Why
1: is he so gruff? <laughs> uh, what do you what, want?
0: What do you want to buy? Uh, I'm the guy from Star Wars, Episode welcome Seven. Welcome to my
3: tree. <laughs> uh, and you're like, I only have six hundred schmeckles. What do I buy for six hundred schmeckles? I can get the sword, or I can get the laser blaster, or I can get the butterfly that shoots my enemies for me.
1: I got the butterfly that Obviously shot my enemies. For butterfly me. was so rad. I absolutely I love when games have like a a weapon or ability where it's just sending a thing yeah. to fight for you. It's passive. It's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. things. I, it, and it's it's just an I think that's something that was really cool about or in the Will of the Wisps as well. It really caters to not only different play styles, but also like different difficulty levels. And not mm-hmm. just in the fact that they have, you know, normal, easy, and I think they have hard as well, right? Just the yep. standard three. <laughs> easy,
0: normal, and water and Something tower. <laughs> else.
1: <laughs> that was my favorite part of that first game, the, the Genso tree. Or oh, the, when you yeah. when you
0: get through it, it feels so it's good. It's so great.
1: It's That was like instant capture or like auto capture on Xbox. It was so great. Um, but they also have like those abilities where if you know you're like, you know, I think at this point we all kind of know our strengths as as gamers and if you know you're not that into the combat, maybe you will get the butterfly, maybe you will end up equipping something that makes it so you take less damage. So, And then there's also uh, conversely an item you can equip where you do more damage but you also take the same amount of damage. Oh, yeah. I like that. 15 what, what, up, cool. 15 down. What are those
3: called again? Um, spirit charts. Spirit charts, right. Yeah. Risk reward. They're basically traits. Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: then there's really cool ways to like cheese that as well. Like I was talking to uh, the composer of the game and he's like what he did was he equipped the one that goes um, 15% up, 15% down, but he also equipped the... Ten percent extra defense, so it was less <laughs> of a con. Yeah, nice. And I'm like, that's. And it was like, a guides person. I'm like, ooh, that's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down because that's. And I think that's so smart. And they have all these different ways that that you can play it up or change it up, whether you're in a boss battle or a really hard platforming section. Um, there's just like a lot of diversity in that. And uh, when during my interview portion, like one thing that the producer mentioned was so many people when they would watch playthroughs of or in the blind forest, the playthrough kind of looked the same for yeah. a lot of people. And and they what they like about will the wisps is that everyone's playthrough looks a little bit different so like when i would look over to your monitor you might have like a different ability that i didn't have and that would shift how you experience the world versus me and i think that's really really strong in the game
3: yeah I, i i found it particularly effective to uh sort of the synergy between abilities like the to not to harp on it but the butterfly again Like I had the sword and there are different abilities you can select. You can like a charge up spirit, spear, spirit, arrow, whatever it is. Um, And uh, honestly, I forget all of them, but there there were a bunch of different options and all of them were fairly useful in their own right. But there are a lot of the old enemies are returning again in this game, but there are a bunch of new ones couple of them are really aggressive to the point where like they land on the ground and it's, it feels like a, uh, like a knockdown drag out, like Duke fight. fighting game. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Like quick, quick. But it felt really game. good to like hop in the air, pop my butterfly there, land on the ground and use my sword and just beat that thing's ass just right <laughs> yep. into the ground because I smack it and then it rears back to hit me and my butterfly pops it and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it feels, it feels really good to mix and match in that regard. And just to touch on one other thing that Janet said, boss battles are in the game now. So,
0: oh, that's uh, going to be good.
3: In the in the past, it was very
0: much like chase sequences right. or uh, what was the owl's
3: name? Talon, Shadow, something like that. I don't know
0: something don't dark and ominous. Although boss battles in an Ori game, should I buy a second controller in the in anticipation of smashing the first one
1: in frustration of <laughs> the boss I, fight? I thought it was it wasn't too bad. Not it was, too bad, it, but it was the first ones and that was something that I put in my preview where I'm like wasn't in love with them but they could like build and scale more um I yeah i think one of the it's either either we're going to see them scale and get really hard or maybe they'll stay at kind of the same they're very beautiful like yeah the just having those giant like beasts come after you because Ori is so small like Ori is so small that like a rock is bigger than Ori. Yeah. like it's a tiny little character so i like that fear you know it gives me that like uh anyone that played unravel will recognize that kind of setup um but you know it's very like okay there's like a fire wave and you jump over it and then like it's it's very kind of um same. methodical yeah it's yeah. very methodical and a lot of boss battles are because you, sure. you also want to design it so that the players like have a chance to do pattern, it and to learn it pattern
3: recognition yeah right. and
1: and I love a good pattern recognition boss I think um maybe you know I, I think it'll be interesting if they incorporate more of the platforming because what we fought was very like down to the ground combat focus instead mm. of off the wall. So um, I'm looking forward to, I hope they get creative with it because to me, I'm like, they added it. They had to have added it for a reason. I personally haven't seen that yet, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be there in the yeah. final product.
0: Uh, I saw Aaron Greenberg on posting on Twitter. He was running around the halls at Xbox campus wearing a an Ori onesie. Oh, oh I saw yeah, that. I saw
4: That's good. good. Really How
0: funny. is there, and back me up on this, Miranda. I, yes. How is there not an Ori plush?
1: There is. There is. Yeah, yes, I've seen that. Okay, there's, good. there's all one right. and there's Thank a goodness. there's I don't I'm like that the thing. That I'm like is this do. plush embargo? There's a new <laughs> um, they at the event they had like the owl and Ori oh, on it. Right. It's magnetic and Ori holds onto it and the owl is made of this really interesting fabric that's kind of like. Um, more textured, but it's still soft, so it's a good plush. It is going to be for sale. I did ask that. Can confirm it <laughs> is for sale. Um, I'm going to count that as part of the interview, so I think I can mention that, but yeah. yeah. Um, so they do have that, and the, the first game, they had Ori, and it was like Sleeping Ori held by, oh, what's the name of you know, I forgot the name of the Be, character. Yeah, the cute. You know, yeah. we, we know who it is.
3: Not the spider one, but the bear one. Yes,
1: the yeah. bear one. Um, I don't know what the real names of these are, <laughs> but I, I love how games have that when there's like too much jargon or, or names. You're just like the bear. Well, that's the
3: great thing is that all the narrative of that is you <laughs> yes. And
1: I'm like, oh, that's so true. Yeah, yeah uh, it is.
3: To... You speak to my heart, narrator.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they have. They got a. Uh, they still got uh, some some good plushes. So. Yeah, I have
0: to get one of those plushes for my daughter.
1: Yes. Sure. Yes. For your daughter. Own it. For yourself.
0: Just look at my desk. (laughs) Why not? It's fine. You bought a $500 sheep.
1: No, I didn't buy okay. it. Right. Let's not I call bought. anything Left anyone out. Me. I yeah. with like twenty or thirty. Uh, I'm not saying it in
2: judgment. I'm the saying Coalition it's...
1: of the willing. We yeah. got the the big sheep, and big sheep is arriving oh, on, on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. I oh, think there's a Twitter account good. for it. I can't remember the handle. I, it's, I think so. Big sheep Marie IGN. Is there going to be an
0: unboxing of this? By the
1: way? We we uh, put in a Trello card to check. An okay. unboxing <laughs> going down. We're also going to do like some photo shoot stuff. You know, you can you can take a picture with it for the gram if you want. Nice. That's that's not Xbox related. But uh, <laughs> plushes are, I think, are universal across platforms. Yes, this is platforms. true. This
0: is a fact. So, yeah. uh, the other thing I <laughs> wanted to bring up with Ori before we move on is, so I just double-checked uh, early in the conversation. Uh, Will of the Wisps is coming out exactly to the day, five years after oh, wow. Blind Forest. Hey, day, that's March really 11, cool. 2015 to 2020. Uh, how, and the first one still Holds is up, still up. a beautiful game yeah. from, a, from a technical artistic perspective. How good did this one look sitting down in front of what I'm sure were 4K monitors?
3: Very, they were very much 4K. Yeah. All, so. all four of the Ks were there, and it looks wow. beautiful, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Ori looked beautiful as well. Ori's got this really awesome art style where it's almost ethereal, kind of. There's yes. A, there's a lot of gradients. There's a lot of, like, backlighting and... And sort of illumination plays a huge part of it. And that's all on display here as well. But what I took away from it is it looks so much more detailed Uh this time, Mm -hmm. like just the amount of details. And look, that game takes place in a forest. It's really easy to get lost in there. Um, But I, I really did honestly feel like it looked so much more detailed, especially sort of weird ramshackle huts and and uh little small villages that you saw along the way indicating you know the the new addition of pcs and all that but i never felt lost like i never felt like anything stood out and i think Mm. it's a really it's a really really admirable thing to be able to make something look super detailed without having it either drowned in the background or have elements that aren't interactive pop into the foreground
1: yeah Yeah, I think they do a good job utilizing the background, which they did do in in Blind Forest. It just feels like in in every way, both visually, musically, and gameplay-wise, this is a better version of what came before. Um, And it's really building on those ideas, um, not just in the gameplay, but also in the visuals. So yeah, it looked gorgeous. Um, The style is pretty much... The same as Blind Forest, so it's like picture Blind Forest, but more beautiful, if it ain't more broke, lifelike. do fix it. Yeah, and I think I think it's a little bit more light this time around because I remember starting off Blind Forest, which I I replayed the first like hour or so leading up to the preview, and it's a very like it leans heavier on the darks and the purples and the blues. And this game definitely has lots lots of purples purples and blues, but it also has those lush greens. And, Mm -hmm. and I think there's, it seems like there's going to be more visual and environmental diversity in this forest, which I think is really exciting.
0: One thing, uh, sort of a final point, I Mm -hmm. guess, is you called out in your preview and everybody should go read or watch Janet's it's or
1: read uh, and watch. Let it play in the background. (laughs) Is what I tell people. (laughs) Ori in the Will of
0: the Wisps, the final preview, look it up on IGN or YouTube. Uh, you called out something I thought was a really clever observation, really sort of excellent observation about how the the subtle little animations in just the static environment mm-hmm. of like branches swaying and like it it it, it lent a, a lot of life to to yeah. each scene, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and the um building on that too, something I I also mentioned in the same preview is the platforming not only feels good, but it looks so beautiful. Like seeing like when Ori jumps, he'll like do these kind of crazy acrobatic spins and, and, and it, and it, it felt like a more lively, beautiful looking of like that classic um, kind of PS2 360 era um, of like platformers where it kind of played so much with the environment. Um, so yeah, it just, it just felt and looked really great.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm going to need a, hopefully the, the early part of the game allows for this. I feel like I'm going to need a little time to to kind of get my bearings after mm-hmm. not playing. Because rem- what I remember about the first one is that at first, the jumping, the platforming felt like I wasn't... It took me time to kind of learn it. Like there's sort of a a style or or delay to it. There's sort of a, a, it's got its own unique feel to it. But then once you get, or at least once I settled in, it felt, you know, it was great. So I wonder if, I feel like I'll probably need that again after five years. I think they provide that. We we
3: only got two hours with it, right? And we both made it to the end of our two hour demo. I felt the exact same way. I'm like, man, it's been, it's been like two years since I've played this. There's no way. And then. The thing to remember is you start that game with a single solitary jump. You can jump once, and then they slowly mm-hmm. build on it and yeah. add. So by the time you're getting each new piece, you've already mastered the piece before it. Really smart design, um, but it 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 comes back so quick.
1: Yeah,
0: excellent. All right, and then we've got. By the way, it's one week.
1: Yeah, one day w- day one on Game Pass. So yes,
0: it's crazy. <laughs> Which yeah. it, I pass. mean, yeah, this is argue. Well, no, I guess Ge- Gears Five launched straight into Game Pass, mm-hmm. and that was a extremely big deal, well-regarded game. So here you go. 2020 is the year where Game Pass, if as if it wasn't already paying off, but now... Yeah. The first party, big, awesome exclusives launching straight yeah, in. Yeah,
1: and uh, really quick, Ori and the Blind Forest was the first... Because I got the Xbox One later than... Like, I didn't get it when it first came out. That was the first game on Xbox that I really, really loved. So, mm-hmm. I like, for me, you know, I, I love being able to be here and to, and to talk about it on this show. Because, like, to me, Ori and Xbox, they're so, like, married. Like, my love of the Xbox One started with Ori and the Blind Forest. So, it's, it's so great to be here five years later and getting to jump back into that universe again. It's it's really exciting.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Yay, next Yay. week. Yay. All right. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events
3: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny, true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever
0: you get your podcasts. Uh, Let's do some news now. GDC, as you may or probably have heard by now, because boy, (laughs) was it it big game industry news. It has been postponed to the summer. Now, uh, I want to clarify, I'm absolutely not rooting for it to be canceled, but uh, when they said postponed I I'm just skeptical honestly yeah that it's mm. that it is going to come back around this year because uh, unless unless the show organizers already had built-in contingencies for this, which they might I don't know you know I don't I don't know if they account for natural you know sort of acts of God or in this case a, a, a possible epidemic of a virus but I just don't see how they're gonna be able to find a date where the Moscone Center, where it's held in San Francisco, is available, and the industry itself is available, because right. the summer's a busy time. It is even though with events. Yeah, right, there aren't a lot of game releases in the summer, but there are a ton of events throughout the summer, so I'm a little skeptical that, that GDC is going to happen this year, but for now, the show organizers say it will uh, happen at some point in the summertime.
3: Yeah. I just don't know when,
0: when, when would that be? I mean, E3 June, Con July, Gamescom August, TGS September, PAX West, between between August, September. September, Yeah. I
2: think
4: it's also a question of when will people feel comfortable going to events too? Because obviously everyone's taking massive precautions. Like I know a lot of companies aren't letting their employees travel for anything anymore just because they want to keep everyone as healthy as possible and like reduce potential spread of the virus. And like, there's all these precautions that people are taking and I don't, we don't know how long it's going to go on um, yeah that's a great on.
3: point too i mean <laughs> there I mean, there's already rumblings of like well is e3 really going to happen and well I, I 100% think it'll happen yeah. but you know people are f- uh, forecasting that amount of caution into the future
0: and and, and which is wise i mean i cuz mm-hmm. i agree we, we we just don't know I, we have this thing's getting worse yeah. week by week yeah. as far as the number of cases and yeah. and the spread of it. It is it is not getting better. It is not it is it is trending in the wrong direction. I mean, not
4: to be like to scare anyone or anything. I know there's like a lot of news about this that is very. And well, and and yeah very and like,
0: you don't want to tune into an Xbox show to hear about this right stuff. yeah but it. It.
4: it is something that impacts every single industry and especially in, in an industry where we go to conventions to touch things um, you know that's a, a little bit tough there if you know you want to wash your hands constantly and you can only do that so often hand sanitizer yeah. yeah I
3: mean how many times you know? <laughs> how many times do we leave a con with the pax plague or the con flu or whatever it happens yeah, I mean there's so. just a lot of people in a small space doing a lot of exchanging of hard plastic materials so
0: you're right about e3 though i mean i think it's fair that it's it's on cancellation watch For right sure. now yeah. I mean, it's, right uh to to be 100 clear we we did reach out to the esa which puts on e3 they gave us a, a statement and they did say everyone is watching the situation very closely We will continue to be as vigilant as our first priority is the health, wellness, and safety of all of our exhibitors and attendees. Given what we know at this time, we are moving ahead full speed with E3 2020 planning. Exhibit and registrations are are on track for an exciting show in June. So we'll see. But I think we have to prepare ourselves as media who cover E3 to be uh, not able to go Play Series X games, which would be a real shame. And instead watch Nintendo Direct, Xbox Direct, <laughs> uh, Ubisoft Direct, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's, it's, it's on the table.
3: At we'll
1: just have to play the games we already have. Just hop on Game Pass. That's true. Just hang out I mean, there. But we, yeah, I think it's on the table for we all
3: collectively sure. agree to take 2020 off and just get through oh. our backlog...
1: We, we still wouldn't make not, it. Wait, no, oh, not, never. Not no, would be like, actually, I just ended up watching the show on Netflix for like three hours, and then I went to sleep in, in my shame. Actually, I just ended up
3: scrolling through the menu of Netflix, wondering what to watch for three or hours, it's like, I thought, and I went to sleep. I've
1: been thinking about this game all day, but I didn't actually download it, so now I guess this is tomorrow's game, maybe. A um, little
3: Final Fantasy remake blues in there. But or?
1: yeah, I mean, it would be shocking if E3 uh, got canceled over this, but I think it's definitely on the table in the sense that Um, I just see this getting worse before it gets better Um, just because, yeah. And like with it, it's only fall right now or like um, spring, I guess we just started in spring. It's March where it is time. Janet's in Australia. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) I I was going to say something snooty, but I'm like, I'm just going to keep moving. But yeah, it is is now officially spring, according to some. Um, And, you know, it's. Close enough that if this kind of thing is happening now, like who's to say it won't ramp up? And I think in the case of GDC, um, you know, obviously we're not part of it in the sense that we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. But for me, I was like, OK, I think this might get canceled as more and more people was were kind of pulling out. It's yeah. like at what point is there not, is there no longer a show to even run, even if you did do it? So, um, yeah, and I think with, you know, a lot of places have legislation in place where they can stop massive gatherings due to epidemics and things. And so it might not even be in their control at the end of the day. It could just True. be like a, a governmental thing. So, you know, hopefully not, uh, not just because we want it to happen, but because hopefully this issue is better by then. Sure hope so. Yes.
0: Uh, Microsoft, of course, Part was due to be part of GDC, they were going to have an ID at Xbox showcase that we were all going to go to, as well as an Xbox game showcase. It's one of
4: my favorite events of the year.
0: Uh, which, Brandon, I know you and I specifically were extra excited because it's been actual years since Microsoft has done a spring showcase because yeah. they haven't had the games to do it. <clears throat> but now they finally do, and here yeah. we are. I'm not
3: super duper worried about it. I mean, obviously they'll get that message out and get it in yeah. hands of the people who need to be playing it at some point, um, uh, disappointed for sure. Like I was really looking forward to that event, but you know, understanding the situation the way it is, um, I still feel like it's Microsoft's coming out party. This is the year. So oh, absolutely. we'll just have to push it back a little bit, yeah. but it's uh, still happening. Party's still on. Yeah. Party's still on. So the, my, my <laughs> parents aren't leaving until eight now, but the party's still on.
0: Uh, Microsoft statement. So Microsoft, you, you alluded to it, Janet is, uh, One major exhibitor after another started uh, canceling their GDC plans until finally last Friday, GDC was officially postponed. And so Microsoft was one of the ones that that, uh, did back out prior to that final announcement with this statement they said after a close review of guidance by global health authorities and out of an abundance of caution we've made the difficult decision to withdraw from participating at game developers conference 2020 in san francisco the health and safety of players developers employees and our partners around the world is our top priority especially as the world is experiencing growing public health risks associated with coronavirus in light of this we plan to move our presence to a digital only event March 16th to 18th, excuse me, 16th to 18th, held on Microsoft.com slash GameStack. This event will feature the majority of our planned game, devel- game developer sessions and experiences, which will be streamed live and available on demand. So there will still be some Microsoft uh, GDC panel kind yeah. of content happening the same week. It will instead be a, a virtual conference rather than a meet space. A conference. webinar, if you will. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, as you said, Brandon, I'm sure we will get to check out that spring Xbox One lineup, it, some way, somehow. You know, it's it's Wasteland Three, it's Gears Tactics, it's uh, let's see, Oriole be out. Mm-hmm. There's Grounded. There's I know I'm leaving stuff Ble- out. Bleeding Edge. Thank you, Bleeding Edge. That's uh, that's on its way. That's pretty imminent as well. So. And then
3: also all the ID at Xbox games.
0: Yeah, <laughs> everything that was. I didn't even. We didn't even make it so far as to I, figure I, out what they are. this Well, time. I didn't get the yeah. list. Yeah, it yeah. was canceled before I got the list of what the titles for that idea I just ID want to know where
4: Ublitz is. <laughs> yeah, still waiting for. Can you still go down the street and ask? They're not are? publishing anymore. They're
0: not. Oh, that's right. I think you told me yeah. that at some point. Yeah. Mm.
4: Where's Ublitz, y'all?
1: That's like yeah. one of my most anticipated games of the year every yeah. year until it comes out. Yes.
0: My number one idea to Xbox game right now is, by, and it's by a mile. Let's not to say there aren't a bunch of great ones mm-hmm. out there, but the, the one that I have super visibility on that I've seen, actually I've played it, is 12 Minutes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that yeah.
1: looks really yeah. good. That was, that
0: was one of the great surprises for me at E3 last year. Got to play it behind closed doors at the show last year. And I have thought about that game a lot. Like it looks
1: Really good. I love games like that.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm not normally a big roguelike player, but it's, it's sort of a almost, it, you know, it's obviously roguelike kind of under the hood, but it's more of a narrative. Yeah. Experience that's just kind of got. I didn't actually know it had a roguelike. roguelike hook. Well, in the sense that you're. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm explaining it badly. Yeah, but I don't it, know
4: if Rogue like, is it quite maybe the time for it? Just because of, I mean, the setup is familiar to it because you, you're you constantly Yeah, you're kind of looping over and over. Chris Nolan yeah. presents
0: ID at Xbox. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's fair. <laughs> I'm yeah. told. There's another yeah, game I'm like
4: that that I will not mention, but you know what it is.
0: Uh, yes. Yes, I think I know.
1: <laughs> <I'm not gonna laughs> like, I like
2: this. I
3: think I'm
0: out of the... <laughs>
1: The, the, people the, always <laughs> the, the people listening can't see your finger guns it's 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 wild you are out, out of the that.
3: loop on this one <laughs> not piecing it together ryan
1: <laughs> <No>. anyway <laughs> moving
0: on. oh my goodness
3: um, it's
1: outer worlds right
0: <laughs> <laughs> that just makes her mad. also a game pass game yes absolutely <laughs> just, i love that both just, are in game just pass.
1: search O and download everything you see <laughs> <laughs> it can't be a long
0: list ooglets
1: but, will be in that yes hopefully eventually That'd be great. miranda
0: is the champion of all games that start with the letter o, oh. yeah. o- okami i like okami yeah otogi?
4: i'm a little mixed on
0: otogi original xbox
4: i didn't play that one i know of it
0: it's really well, good from him. software <laughs> yeah
3: good times could well since we're all talking about our at xbox games i just want to say when am i going to get to play as my cute little zelda fox tunic
1: Oh yes. yeah, that game looks great Gosh. too. That was another one. Bringing
3: that one up
0: too.
4: I feel like we could make a whole what? list of idea Xbox games we really, really want to play.
0: Yeah,
3: one, my a lot favorite, of them are by Finji. So. my
1: favorite genre is just a cute. That's, that's, yeah. so that's I'm like, genre? yes, I'm like, oh, cute like, okay, Fox, yes, yes. cute, Ooblin, it's cute, so good, yes,
3: uh, I really want to make a <laughs> list of good. the
1: best cute games, because like, I just love a good cute game, yeah, and if you mix it with like cute and dark, that's kind of what Ori is, where it's like, it's cute, yeah. but it's also dark, yeah, yeah. Like, are you adorable, Cute-face but is everything <laughs> trying to kill you, yeah. <laughs> download, <laughs> love it,
3: time. it makes it, add to cart it adds to the sense of drama, because not only is a thing trying to kill you, but you're also super cute, and don't deserve it, I
4: think From Software is actually really good at that too, yeah. Speaking of them, they have yeah. a lot of very cute things, but everything's trying to kill you or is spooky, but still cute. So that, well, was that the list doesn't make one day.
3: That's what.
4: Cutest <laughs> things in Dark Souls and <laughs> Bloodborne. There, that'd top, be really good. Top ten in adorable
3: there. things fighting for its life. The messages are so good. Uh yeah. Oh tunic. Fun. I'm glad you reminded. Me that's of why that. I'm looking forward to tunic. Yes. It's Because it's got the lock on sort of frumzian, which is a term I'm going to start using now instead There's, of souls like. Yeah. It's got a frumzian element to it. Um. And I actually took that uh, I took that meeting God, Ryan, what was that? Two years? Two ago? years ago. Two E threes ago now. Yeah. I took that meeting and behind closed doors they showed off a bunch of stuff from later in the game and it is crazy like the demo we all played it was very cute and Zelda like and there's
4: that demo so many Mm -hmm. times there's a there's a
3: hidden bush and if you turn the camera you can see a chest you couldn't see before but the stuff behind the scenes was like a huge weird gothic cathedral where when you're not when you're not looking a shadow is moving closer to you and then you turn (laughs) around and, and and then you walk into a room and it's like there's a chair and a bookcase and a table and one of them is a monster and you don't know which one it is and it's exactly like a mimic from Dungeons and Dragons. Or, or Prey. Or or yeah or Or pray. that yeah. part yeah. of
1: Super Mario 64 where the piano isn't a piano.
3: <laughs> so it's a it's it's not a new concept, but it's still very effective. And it's think. a great concept. Um, yeah,
1: it's
3: spooky. Yeah. And then there are enemies later on where like you have to link together and combine multiple different items and they just beat the crap out of the link box.
4: together you hey. <laughs> I was thinking that
0: too. I feel like <laughs> tunic is gonna get it, it's sort of approaching that Cuphead's M- that place of, st- yeah. of like highly anticipated ID at Xbox game being made by a sp- one dude. The, the smallest team, yeah, one, one person guy. in this case, where it's been shown, the same demo has been shown a lot at events and everybody kind of gets to that point of like, okay, I'm just ready for it to come out. Hopefully it will end up, the, the end of the story will be like Cuphead where the whole thing comes out and it's glorious. Yes.
4: Yeah, there's several several other adventure and action games that I'm waiting for from Idea to Xbox, but keep an eye out for them.
0: We'll keep uh, we'll keep our ears to the ground, mm-hmm. or uh, listen on, put our heads to the railroad track. You're for the there's sure. something there, something, <laughs> something going there. on. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little series <laughs> a X. Tuesday, huh? That's what you want in 2020. More next gen talk. Uh, so Microsoft's Larry Herb, better known as Major Nelson, discussed a a deeper level. Of the quick resume feature on his weekly podcast, he was speaking with Jason Ronald, who's the director of program management at Xbox. And Larry was talking about. He says uh, he'll probably get in trouble for talking about this, which is always that's like podcast gold, right there. Yeah. You know, you got to <laughs> tune in at that point. So he w- during uh, and he discovered during a take home test. You know, they they have Phil has tweeted about how they have take home. Uh, prototype boxes. That's like the one that got photographed and put on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, Uh-oh. So Larry says, one of the things that I was noticing when I was in the lab, when I was playing it, I was switching back and forth just real quickly and seamlessly between games. But then I had to reboot because I had a system update and then I went back to the game and went right back to it. So it survives, meaning the quick resume survives a reboot. That's amazing. And uh, Jason Ronald confirming that's the case and saying uh, it's hard to go back to older consoles after using quick resume of the Series X. It says, if I just want to have a quick gaming experience, I can instantly jump in, have a great time, and then know that the next time I come back, I'll be right where I was, just like the Switch.
3: So this speaks to me in particular Which is, because...
0: We should have, everything should have that feature yeah. forever.
3: I have a big problem with like playing a video game. This actually happened to me last week when I was playing Doom 2016. Yeah. Uh, I was playing the game, I paused it, because my puppy was eating something. And I went over there and like, stop, shoo, shoo, stop, don't that. And then my girlfriend's like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know, let's make chicken. So we started making dinner and then we made dinner and then we ate dinner. And at some point during this hour and a half process, my Xbox turned off and I had to boot it back up, start from the save point. But now, so your Xbox turns off after that hour of uh, yeah, sleep, good. sleep timer, you just go and turn it back on and right you, back where you were, pick right back up. So. Uh, yeah. I guess sort of, sort of a long winded way of saying I approve, and I'm excited for it. <laughs>
1: you can now make chicken without any fear.
3: <laughs> Take care of your dog. Take care of your your dinner. Yes. Don't. No. Lose, it is, don't it lose is your cool save.
0: though that I mean I I think nobody was necessarily expecting it to to survive a reboot. Like if you think I think most people you think oh yeah if I have to reboot something kind of we're starting fresh here. So the fact that it's still instant, it's still quick resumes. Yeah, nicely done. I'd love to like,
3: know percent. how that works. Yeah, uh, I imagine it's some sort of like similar to how it works now with a low power mode where it's it's off, but it's you know not really off; it's slightly off. Yeah, it's mostly off, um, but it's still got enough juice in it to like run necessary systems. I honestly have no idea. I'd love for the hardware to team to the hardware team to like explain it on the Xbox blog.
0: They are invited here anytime
3: or on ign.com.
0: Yeah, come on in. We'll talk. Yeah. It'll be fun.
3: That's such a cool feature.
0: Yes, yeah, I like agreed. It. Uh, finally this week, Phil Spencer uh, sat down with Ted Price in kind of a developers interviewing developers thing. It's a series that Ted Price has been doing. Yeah. They shot this at Dice in Vegas uh, last month and just published it. And uh, Phil saying that physical Xbox consoles are probably not going anywhere yet, even as the cloud becomes more prevalent. So there was a topic uh, on this. This came up on the... On whether the, the industry is going to move to just cloud stuff, if, if the future of the gaming industry we're just heading for the cloud and never turning back. Phil saying, quote, I hope not. I think it's going to have a game console plug or I think I'm going to have a game console plugged into my television for the next decade plus. I think the best way for me to play on my television is going to be having a device that downloads the games I want to play. But sometimes I'm not going to be in front of my television. Sometimes I'm not in front of a device that has a native capability to play. That's our bet on cloud. So effectively, he's saying still going to have the set top boxes for a while. We're going to augment that with the xCloud streaming experience. And it's it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel. I'm kind of reassured to hear that, to hear that the physical machine isn't going anywhere anytime soon.
4: Absolutely. Like, they're not trying to be like, oh, yes. X cloud is the way of the future and you will only have this and this is our entire direction going forward. so no, 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 no. We still value being able to have your, your games downloaded, have them at home, have them where you're at, have your box. Uh, I think that's really important just because not everyone necessarily has infrastructure to do just like cloud gaming. Mm. It's a little too much to just say, this is what we're going to do right now. And so it is good to say like, hey, for a long time, we're going to have this and like, that's, it's fine if you don't want to jump on board with the cloud gaming stuff. And it's just more of a convenience feature, a thing that you can have as a good service and not necessarily the only thing you will have in the future. It's great.
3: Yes. Yeah. Especially coming off. Do you, do you guys remember when the one X was first announced and it was, mm-hmm. like, it was always online and you had to check in once every the, the, the hours? One. The
1: one. Yeah. I'm sorry.
3: The one. Yeah. Uh, and then it started the, you know, very predictable, media segment of like is this the last console generation before we move into just plugging it straight into the back of our heads (laughs) um so it's 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 nice it's nice to hear and honestly like everything microsoft has done in the space between the one and where we are now has been about providing options for the ecosystem get into our ecosystem and you can do whatever you want if you want to play it on pc cool one x one s one Series X doesn't matter. Just get in here. We'll make it work. Trust us. Well, if we don't have an answer. We will have an answer. Um, and X Cloud is just another like, hey, are you on a business trip? Are you at a bus stop? You know, do you are you in carpool? Are you stuck in traffic? Eh, and play gears.
0: You know. I'm all thriving.
3: of those things. I'm out
0: <laughs> of business. That is trip my entire, entire week in traffic. <laughs>
1: I have anxiety right now. <laughs> yeah, this this reassures me about the physical box. But notice he says download the games. Is that from the disc you put into it? Like I'm still worried. If you I, want to. Uh, yeah sure but like I I always um as someone who loves physical media um, but also loves things like game pass so I'm not like completely all physical um for me what I'm worried about is when um, that part goes away or it doesn't maybe it doesn't completely go away but becomes something like so not prevalent that it's like almost obsolete it's
0: like on I mean that's what PC gaming is now yeah they're they yeah. you,
1: you are hard. When, when
3: is the last time you saw a PC <laughs> yeah, game box? It, oh, they I've don't exist. Have it's you? really
1: weird. Well, it's I watched like a lot of like I mean, retro YouTubers, so they're like, "Here's my PC collection. It's a bunch of these big boxes, big box games." Yeah,
3: yeah. I, but I not feel in like real it, life. I feel no. like it was the last one I bought was like maybe Burning Crusade for World of Warcraft, and that Whoa. was that was years ago. I
4: that's, had a, I had some Sims game boxes for sure.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. We sh- we could do a fun little feature around the office. What's the last? game you bought, you bought physically Retail, on yeah. PC. Wow. I still have, I have a drawer in my desk that has all of my like classic 90s and 2000s yeah. From, yeah. From, from like my PC era. Just the jewel
3: cases or you yeah. have the cardboard well, marketing materials? I, I,
0: I kept a few of the cardboard boxes like, uh, like my full throttle box because yeah. <laughs> I actually, I I nerded out early in my career and I, I made the unprofessional move of asking Tim Schafer to sign it because it's like, I just love that game so much. You know what? I Aww.
3: doubt he even remembers. I doubt it. I think it. you're fine. It's fine. Well, we yeah. to
1: sure remind him next time we see him. <laughs> you
3: can. I'll bring I, it. I literally saw him like like <laughs> on Friday. I you're was walking walk I lunch. was walking up Brandon Street and he walked right past me wearing a pink t-shirt and I'm like that man just is so that, that guy. He just has this aura about him.
0: It's just like
1: I'm
3: Tim Schaefer.
0: He's the you best. He's yeah, he's great. He's but yeah, what's the last physical i mean we're gonna be we're gonna be having this conversation about xbox before it's, too long it's
1: funny because um i think i never had any physical pc games like i did play on my computer but i didn't have physical games but it's funny because my old roommates were cleaning up the apartment and they're like hey um i found this and like you work in like games like you cover games and stuff right and they gave me a physical pc copy of the witcher and i was like
0: of one Witcher, one
1: i think Witcher three i don't remember three, i remember okay. like or um, maybe it was two. two I it was Witcher 2, two. Yeah. yeah. And I was I was on PC and I was like, cool. And I'm like, does anyone want this? Yeah, what, what do, do I, I do? I, like, what is I put this it relic? on the three table at work and I, I don't know what happened to it. Someone probably just threw it at the My computer the doesn't
3: have a disk drive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: I Purchase a disk drive for my computer yeah. for very long. So, time. you know, I, I do is, think it's it, inevitable that, yeah. the Lockhart. that that will yeah. happen with consoles. And I understand that, but as someone that loves physical media, like I'm just clinging on for dear life. I think there's there's always
4: those companies like Limited Run and others that will kind yeah, of put out of physical media for special digital yeah. games and stuff.
0: And it's so a. I think that's oh, Limited available. Run, just last week. Limited Run's great. I saw yeah. a, a post uh, for they're doing a physical re release. Of The Secret of Monkey Island for Sega CD. Oh, nice. Which is just like the most left field, but kind of awesome It's thing. a niche demographic. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, a niche yeah. demographic. Uh, I couldn't think it, help but... Well,
1: like, those people, though, are so excited. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I think that's what's so cool about Limited Run Games, mm-hmm. because it's, like, off the beaten path, hyper-specific stuff. I mean, I have the... It's buying a collector's the edition. The Jack and Daxter yeah. collecting it, collector's edition, I can't speak today, like, on my desk, and like, I don't know how many people were as hyped as, well, obviously a lot, because it sold out, but like, as I was, but... <laughs> the few of us that were could do that um, which is cool and I like that Limited Run does that but I also like that these larger games do get physical releases and you know we'll see how long that goes for Xbox had the the discless the sad version the sad Sad. Xbox Um, and we do know that they did try to pull that with the uh, with the one initially which they backpedaled from and and are now have a a very different approach but it always kind of feels like I feel like you showed me where you wanted to go at least at one point and even though you backed off and showed me something else that's kind of in the back of my head at all times
0: Yeah, well, I guess the devil's advocate argument would be like, okay, Phil's saying this now in 2020, but what if a few years down the line, what if xCloud ends up actually being everything Microsoft has talked about and said it will, uh, and 5G comes along, uh, 5G wireless cellular technology comes along and is prevalent and great, like, Maybe <laughs> it's it's not out of the question that he changes his mind if if streaming can get that good in, in ten the next, years f- in the next five you know five point years I don't know something I don't think out so as an option though I still don't yeah.
4: have fiber and I live in the Bay yeah. Area I don't know I mean like it's different with five G and stuff
3: but. yeah we're in one of the if not the tech capital of America like infrastructure to support the internet is not it's just not there across like coast to coast you know there are large uh, chunks of the U.S. that still don't have broadband.
1: I think there's also just so yeah. much value in having the shelf space of it and having it out there and like it it being a product, even if it's not going to be the most profitable sector of, Microsoft, in terms of their gaming division, I think that will keep it alive. Maybe even for longer than it needs to be, just because yeah. there is something cool about going hands-on and seeing it and having it, rather than it kind of being in the ether. You know, I think that like you know people react differently to it. Uh, certainly, in like in our coverage, even just people were so you know interested in the the cool mock-up that our uh, design team made, and that was just a cardboard version of the console. Let alone like the actual when the actual one comes around. And I think that that kind of hype level will exist for uh, a while.
0: Can you just imagine the excited kid on Christmas morning 10 you know 10 years from now it's opens, just a, opens a really light box Yeah It's just and a there's, it's piece just, of cardboard It just it just has a little note in there that says Xcloud Yeah
1: I'm Like hey my new console Woo-hoo! My present is all around me My first console was just in the air just yeah. <laughs> the network
3: uh, yes Yeah I think it's supply and demand really and it speaks back to your physical your physical edition of games right It's Every once in a while, we get a press release. We're like, "Hey, darling, indie game is getting a physical retail release." That is big for that because normally it's digital only. Yeah, you know, as long as there's a sector of your market that consumes games physically, it's there are going to be physical editions. But as we start to move toward this sort of digital thing, I think we we'll, I think within this console generation, we're going to see a major AAA game not do a physical release
1: wow that's a that's a, that's a bold, bold prediction bold, but fair yeah.
0: prediction
3: yeah. Well, are you well,
1: willing to bet some in and out for it uh,
3: you know what if we still know each other in five years <laughs> yes if a, if an
0: asteroid hasn't hit the earth and i
4: think it'll be later than april five years, april <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call i'm gonna call it to be later than five years
0: so, 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 you, so you're be you're time. just gonna <laughs> over you're just gonna price this right me
4: we
3: five have years under. bob <laughs> five years in a day bob <laughs>
1: Yes. Right. More than.
0: Drew Carey's the host <laughs> now. Come on. Mm-hmm. Show a little respect. It'll always be Bob to me. <laughs> uh, finally, this week, Miranda reminding me about a uh, new Halo release that happened.
4: Yay! Combat Evolved is on PC. Yeah. That's what we got.
0: They're moving through there. They said they were going to go in universe chronology, chronological order. So, Reach, CE, 2, and then. It should be OD- Halo Three ODST after two, since it takes place during the events of Halo Two. Then three, then four, then five.
1: Makes total sense. I guess well, five is
0: no. not part of Master Chief
3: Collection,
1: Mm-mm. so never
0: mind. So three, then four, right? I mean, I I've got if
3: you want, you could have said
1: anything. If you want to go story
3: timeline <laughs> versus release, that's what that's what they're doing. Uh, they're doing story timeline. That's what that's they said. What
1: they did reach first.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. I'll just go and shut up now.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not pulling your leg. No, that's fine. It's a real thing. It's a real thing that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So,
4: comment evolves on Steam on PC retailers. Ready to go.
0: It'll be nice. uh, I actually want to take a look at it because I mean I played a lot of the Gearbox PC version from. 15, what, 18 years ago, whatever it was. And, wow.
2: wh-
3: and what was it called, Ryan? <laughs> it was like Halo, you told me this it morning. It was just Halo PC. Oh, I thought it was like Vista or something.
0: Oh, well, that's Halo, sorry, that's Halo 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, you're right. The, you so remember that? The next release, yeah. it was literally Halo 2 Vista because it was for Windows Vista. Jesus.
2: I remember Vista. <laughs> the,
0: the, the two extra maps, that thi- multiplayer maps, mm-hmm. that they included in Vista, which are in Master Chief Collection, are they're the only two maps I'd never seen before? Uh, Miranda's dropping it. stuff. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Telling on you. Telling on you. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> they're the only two maps I'd never seen until yeah. Master Chief Collection came out. Yeah, they're uh, they were clearly cutting room floor maps after the fact. Yeah, they're because uh, I say that because Halo Two has, in my opinion, the greatest, highest quality collection of maps. There's so few duds. There really aren't even any duds. But these two are duds. <laughs> the Windows two, the two Windows Vista maps, not yeah. so good. It's been
3: so long. I don't. I I bet if you put them all in the lineup, I wouldn't even be able to pick them out.
0: Oh, I think you would.
3: Uh, maybe. You'd be
4: like, wait, what are these? Like, I know these. It sounds late like late. a fun game. Like I, I
3: remember midship and. See, I might actually call them by their wrong name since they've released the same maps multiple times. times. I remember Midship, I remember Battle Creek or was it Beaver Creek at that Uh,
0: point? Battle was first, Beaver was second, I believe. Right, Miranda? I think that's correct. Then,
3: you know, Blood Gulch, or I Mm -hmm. believe at that point it was Coagulation in Halo 2. Then it was
0: Hemorrhage, right? Uh, Yes, that was one of the later, the next versions. Anyway, point
3: is I know stuff. Uh, drop
0: but see but what you other? you
3: remember the the peak ones right like you remember the ones
0: ivory tower uh,
3: oh my god ivory tower yeah that was a great one <laughs> so good
4: ones anyway jenna every i'm few, just like every few oops. times we talk about halo we just talk about these maps we get real sorry. excited because they're excellent but just see even, sorry again. they're excellent there's so many people out there listening to me like yeah i remember that because we all do and it was, it was just a great time
3: terminal foundry <laughs> was it was Found- foundation foundation yeah,
0: yeah which you on un- when the game first came out you would unlock it by finishing the single player campaign and it was a remake of a marathon map yeah way from bungie's past
1: map cast
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah
1: but
0: you know what they wouldn't mind no. my no,
3: point
1: no, that'd be great. is most
0: shooters with great multiplayer you could name 15 years later you, you might be able to name two maps maybe three maps with halo 2 i can name a dozen maps. Yeah, and that just speaks to how Oh, how good it was! What's your? What do you? Still is because Master Chief Collection's good.
4: Map design. It's good again. Yeah, it no fixed
0: way. it. It's great now. Nine point five. Although we're not grading on that scale anymore, but we did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nine
3: or <over> ten, <laughs> Ryan. Nine point five now. Pick your grave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, on the next re-review, I'll have yeah. to choose between nine and ten.
3: Um, can you remember Guardian
0: from Halo Three? Anyway, yes. Yes.
3: yes. Yeah, good maps. <laughs> yes, I do. Halo had <laughs> yes. a lot of great maps.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's do the loot box question as we move towards the end of the show. We've been sitting on this one for a while. Dude. Uh, It's welcome to Miranda Week. Hello. On Unlocked. Michael from (laughs) Portland, Oregon. I want to thank Miranda for advocating for Outer Wilds. Never heard of it. I recently finished the game and I absolutely loved it to me. It was more than a game It was a piece of art that left an emotional impact on me. However after completing it. I feel empty I find it hard starting other games now knowing there's nothing else like it Share a time a game affected you so much emotionally that you found it hard to keep gaming. What did you do to get out of this funk?
4: Uh, yeah, I had to take like a few minutes break. After no, not a few minutes, it's like an hour. It's like, man, I just need to like cool down. Yeah, like there's like a very big emotional payoff at the end if you kind of go through everything. Um, at least I find it to be that way, and I'm glad, Michael, that you did too. Um, for me, I definitely can like just think about really big games that just just hit me. It's like Undertale, the first time I played, Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild had some of that too. Um, what I do usually is I just. Give it a little time to breathe, right? Like like sit with that feeling. That's such a great feeling and it's so rare to find games that can impact you like that. Yeah. Like it's okay just Very to Very like true. Sit with it. And I don't want to go outside, go on a walk. I don't know, just like process it a little bit and like just like. Talk to
3: somebody. Yeah. Talk to
4: somebody about it. Yeah. Like go advocate like I did for months, months on end and <laughs> tell people to play it so that they know when it exists. Vote because Outer Wilds twenty one. Sorry, which game? Um There's this other, you know, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. <laughs>
3: Outer, Outer Wilds.
4: Outer Worlds is also great. Um But with Outer Wilds, yes, I totally get that. Um Actually, I've actually gone back to Outer Wilds quite a bit and just, Around, mm. um, yeah. it's two of the songs are on like my time to go to sleep playlist. Like, nice. so it's just like I kind of keep that persisting through my life in different ways, and it's kind of just nice to be reminded of that really emotional moment that I had that was wonderful. So, I would recommend just living with it.
3: Brandon, you got one of these? Uh, game where I just kind of had to sit with it for a while, yeah, or, or one way or the other. Man, that's that's hard, knocked you back. That's hard because we've played so many damn games in, in our lives. Um, I'm having trouble recalling like specific ones but I do have this I do know that feeling I've had this yeah. feeling and this is actually what I look for in video games as I get older I'm less worried about my KD or poning the noobs or you know like just being very good at a video game because uh, you're old and bad at video games because I'm old and my reaction time <laughs> even trium- hearing you
1: say that I'm like you shouldn't be saying that <laughs> that's how we know you're old
3: hello fellow kids uh,
1: <laughs> remember that Halo map yeah <laughs>
3: remember that game that came out in 2004
1: you want to talk about maps no
3: uh de dust um it's just totally derailed my train of thought yeah so this is actually what i look for in games i look for things that like actually conjure weird emotions or make me look at things differently or change my perspective um I know I, the one, the easy one. I think the easiest one is like Walking Dead season one. Hit me pretty hard. I think sorry, like buddy. It's not sorry. It doesn't have
4: to be an easy one. Sorry, right. like, I got another one. Yeah, like just so something that impacted you. That's no, important. No,
3: no, no, no. I'm I'm trying to yeah. like recall them. Like I have a terrible memory, so no, I get that. Um, <laughs> the other thing, Same the thing. other one that that got me pretty good, strangely enough, was um, Spec Ops: The Line.
0: Yeah, no, maybe? it's uh, I mean, Walt um,
3: Williams, great story. Yeah, Walt Williams wrote that. That that was a really good game. Uh, I think it was Jaeger correct yeah yes sir um story is just super interesting all the way through and then uh the end the it does it does like that weird shamalan shamalayan uh like big twist reveal at the end where you're just like oh no and so you you sit and you just steep in this and you steep in like this new perspective that really changes the the meaning behind a lot of what you've done in the past um plus the music in that game is just rad so yeah uh, you know, those are a couple of examples of things that like hit me pretty hard.
0: Nice. Janet, you got one?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, probably a couple. I mean, the first ones that came to mind were What Remains of Edith Finch, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm. But the one that I think that I actually remember even more than that was Oxenfree, which I played that game. It's a single player game, but I played it um, with my brother. And it's like you're kind of walking through. It's a little bit spooky. And you're kind of, uh, you're basically stuck on this like island. And you're trying to find your friends and and get back and kind of, you know, stay safe basically. Because you just kind of came there to hang out. Um, But weird stuff's happening. So you're adventuring through that island. There's some light puzzle solving. But it's more so um, a narrative game where you're choosing dialogue and making choices that impact what happens to your party or your friends. Um, And that game is so like... Driven by the sibling relationship between, um, I forgot the, the name of the main girl. I forget her name offhand, but like her and like her brother Michael, I think might be his name, but it's a lot about their relationship. She talks about him a lot. I was playing with my brother, and when we got to those choices of like, what do I tell my brother to do? Like, kind of, there's a, a point where, without getting too much into spoilers, there's kind of like, do I choose what keeps him safe? Do I go with what keeps him happier? Do I like roll the dice? Do I do this? And having to make those decisions alongside my brother was just so emotional. Like, it just, <laughs> I like felt all of that. And, uh, and he did it as well. And we kind of talked about it like during and after, like, wow, this is like really heavy, kind of reflecting on, um, our own relationship in relation to, what's happening on screen and making those decisions together was was very, very moving. Um, I'd like to echo what Miranda said with kind of what the next steps are. Um, I definitely give it time to breathe. Like I, you know, chill out afterwards. And for me, it's about like, especially when you're not doing, um, playing games the way we do, where we play for coverage and to talk about it on shows to benefit you guys. Like when you're not living that life, you know, you have the freedom to do whatever you want with gaming. So what I like to do um, as much as I can within this job is, you know, wait for a game that, I feel like playing, that I'm like, you know what, I'm interested in this. Or maybe just like a multiplayer game, someone says like, hey, let's play some FIFA really quick or something, I'll jump into that. Um, But there's nothing like finding um, your next game that maybe it's not gonna emotionally move you, but you're just like, wow, this is really fun. I haven't had this much fun in a game in like a little while. And you just feel like reinvigorated. Like I love, what I look for in games is finding games that remind me why I do this job and why I love Mm -hmm. games. And sometimes it's emotional and sometimes it's just for fun. Um, the other thing I like to do, um, and this is more directly building on what Miranda said, is to talk to people about it. So maybe there's other people that played it that you can discuss it with. Um, maybe it's getting more people to play it so you have more people to discuss it with. Um, I like to seek out uh, articles and podcasts. I haven't read this article yet, but I know Tom did a feature on the Outer Wilds and how uh, it relates to his relationship with death. I've been saving that article for when I eventually play Outer Wilds so I can read it and kind of I'm not having that conversation with Tom, even though I can. He's in the room, right? He's like down the down a few desks, right? Not in this yep. room, but um, <laughs> it's it's cool because you kind of feel like you get some insight. One of the first things I did when I beat Inside, I was so interested in the story, is I literally just Googled like Inside and Explained, Inside yeah, Detail. And that's i a good one too. and I heard your guys' spoiler cast on it, and I was just like eating it up because I'm like, I need someone to talk about this with or to think about it with and that's what i turn to articles and podcasts for so i think if nothing else like that's something i like to do because it helps me process it and kind of see like how did you feel about it how did it impact yeah. you what you know is someone else feeling what i'm feeling and and that's kind of catharsis for me in those moments
0: well that was both of mine was walking <laughs> dead season 1 and inside but that's okay but to your exact point of like needing to Play talk those games. to someone yeah. it was b- b- both of those games that just like really rocked me in a, in a in a in an impactful way or which in which a lot of games don't for me is when I finished I've kind of told the story on unlocked before so just real quick when I finished Walking Dead season one the end of it uh I had to I had to call Mitch Dyer because he was the only other person in the office that it, cause, that had finished it yeah so it's like it was 11.30 at night and I was like You're weeping? I, I have to call <laughs> no I was just like it's late but I have to talk to someone about this. So I and we just and we just sat there and talked about the game till like midnight. And then with inside it was the same thing. I we came in and it was just like, I think I was the first one. Yeah, to finish I think you it. were. Yeah, and it was just like everyone needs to play this because I need to talk to people about it right now. And finally, you know, got a few people to do it. And and yeah, that that one sat with me for a long time because it's designed to. Mm-hmm. It's designed to. There's. It's it's not it's open to interpretation. Yes. Let's put it that way. Um, but what I what I like to do is I'll usually palate cleanse after a game mm. like that where it's just if I've just played Walking Dead season one or Inside, it's okay. Well, let's uh, let's fire up Master Chief Collection or Doom. Yeah, just something completely different. I like doing that too. It's just it's just a one eighty from what I've just played. But yeah, that's what's uh, that's what's awesome about this medium of games. There's uh, there's, there's no shortage of thought-provoking games, and then people to talk about them with.
4: Yep, and just great. my uh, quick reminder: Outer Wilds is on Game Pass. So
0: is, in, uh, uh, so is in, not inside. So is is Oxenfree. Yeah, Thank you. Well. Yes, yeah. glad you glad so you is Dune that 2016.
1: One oh, another O. It game. is. Oh yeah, <laughs> another O game. I
0: think so. We're
1: gonna I'm, make this list. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh wait. Yeah.
0: Another, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You love games that start with the letter O.
4: Did not love free. Oh, I played
1: ah, it when it came out. Launch and it had is broken. well, it just had a lot of um, bugs when it came out. You know or, what? First on Xbox. I feel like that might be something. That's to a totally derail. I know we're wrapping up, but night, maybe <laughs> yeah. Night School has some challenges with that because I started playing After Party really early, and I'm like, yeah. And it's an enjoyable game. I'm liking it so far. Have some issues with the depth of field. Not yeah. gonna get into it right now. But I'm like, it's a little, it's a little framing. I whereas. think it's fine now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We talked about this before. It's like when it first came out, like I
4: lost. The save state was like so far back I had to restart twice. Oh it was awesome. yeah. so hard for me to get yeah. through that Yeah, yeah. Good anyway. stuff now though. Oxen yeah, Freeze really
0: good.
3: Doom Doom hit Game Pass. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Man. That's,
0: that's how, how I was it.
4: playing it recently. I just re-downloaded it so getting the disc because I was too lazy
2: to get it. <laughs> All right.
0: Let's do trivia real quick and we gotta get out of here. This one comes Tailor made for Miranda. Uh Dan from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Big fan of Unlocked Yay, and thanks, Dan. big fan of Miranda's as well. <clears throat> here we go. I will go to Miranda last for obvious reasons. Which of the following was not a playable character in the original Fusion Frenzy? Which he says, Dan says, is his fourth favorite original Xbox game. Oh, yeah. He didn't mention what the others were. <laughs> yeah, <but> I'm going <laughs> to guess Halo 1, Halo 2, maybe KOTOR, maybe Fable. I don't know. But he likes Fusion Frenzy. So, uh, who? which of these isn't? A playable character in Fusion Frenzy 1. Look at me. Simon, Naomi, Zach, or Jet? Miranda, I'll go your way f- uh, Excuse me. Yes. Janet, I'll go your way i I'm over here. Okay. Janet.
1: I
3: was trying to see I'm if I could read her exact face exact while
0: you read the exact. questions. It's
3: like a stone wall.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. Are you baby
0: yoding it over there? Just with. The-
1: with <laughs> this is just me guessing, because I don't know why it's taking so long. I'll go with um, Naomi. Okay. That's my answer.
3: ET, I'm going to go with Simon because I feel like Zach and Jet are totally fusion frenzy names and then Naomi is a, you know, rounded rounded. go out. either way. Yeah. <laughs> Simon or Naomi, yeah, I, I was either 50 picking 50. the
1: name that was most or least and I wasn't sure what yeah, to do. I'm, like a, in the middle, I'm like. assuming
3: gender on Zach and Jet. I, I think they're both guys. Uh, and if we follow that sort of line of thinking, Naomi is a girl's name, so which leaves us Simon as like another guy, but also a little too normal for a game like Fusion Frenzy. Mm. Can't wait for this all to come unraveling as, <laughs> as she's like, no, actually.
4: Actually, Jed is a woman. Um, uh, well, there you go. So you got served. Can I, can I tell you the answer now? Please. Simon. Yes! <laughs> Simon is not a character in Fusion Frenzy.
0: Well done. Right answer, wrong Jet, reason. I used to play Still Jet, counts. Jet a Still lot. And also
4: played Naomi. Jet had uh, pink hair. She, had, she was good.
0: Nice. Let's see. Here. This is like Where old math when is? you there didn't have is. to show your work. Uh, oh, so this is good. So two points for Miranda. Two points for Brandon Tyrell. Destin with just one point because he won't show up for the
3: show. Didn't we get points last week? I feel like we have more oh. than just two.
0: Last what was last week?
3: It was the week where tss, where uh,
0: oh where Cardi Simon.
3: said the answer, and then we were all like, "Yeah, that's what I was going to pick."
0: Oh yeah, no, I I did say everybody was going to get points.
3: <laughs> you did, yeah. And oh, I was wait. like, "Are you sure?" And you are like, "Yeah, one. Okay, not? so Whatever. wait, so
0: it's three. I'm a merciful so oh, god. Was that one green class? Yeah. Uh, Destin wasn't here. This this okay, that works. This is
3: Gina and Naomi. I apologize to D- to Jet.
0: Sam. We did it. I did not All right. If you smart. have an Xbox <laughs> trivia question or a loot box question that you want to pose to the panel, you can send either of those to the same email address. And that is unlocked at IGN.com. If you're sending in a trivia question, need the question, need the answer. Uh, so just mark the answer among the four multiple choice that I uh, request that you send. And we will play again every week until we have another trophy to award yeah. around the, you know, at the end of the year when it's when we've got a new console to play on. Yay. Yay. All right. Uh, with that, it is time to get going. Janet, you want to plug anything you're working on at IGN, any of your social media channels, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Um, yeah, I'm Game honestist across uh, all platforms that are out there. Uh, definitely read and and or watch my or preview. I'm also doing... Um, like, kind of all of us were involved in some Final Fantasy VII demo, re, sorry, remake demo coverage, so uh, we have a good wiki page, like a walkthrough, how to get the secret ending. Uh, we have a bunch of footage going up. I think we have two more videos dropping on that, so just keep an eye out for any of that coverage.
0: Great. Brandon?
3: Uh, yeah, we put up a boatload of Baldur's Gate coverage. Uh, this No, that was last week. Good Lord. Is it coming
0: uh, to Xbox, or is it PC only?
3: It, right now, it's PC, PC only. and Stadia only, but... Okay. Uh, wink maybe in the future. We asked about consoles and they'd change the subject so who knows. Mm. Um, I
0: mean it would seem like especially with a new Xbox coming that oh, they geez. could yeah. maybe make it work it. on Great there.
3: Point. It's I don't think it's coming out this year. Maybe. It's coming to early access this spring for sure but anyway you can go find all our Baldur's Gate coverage. That game is so dope especially if you like uh, tabletop RPGs. Outside that if you like Ori stuff stay tuned uh, and if you I don't know, like video games. You're already in the right place right here at IGN.com. Well done. Thanks.
0: <laughs> wow. Miranda.
4: Uh, well, I will try to close out after that, kind of. <laughs> Bam. Um, a little bit continuing that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I reviewed the new My Hero Academia movie, My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. So you can read that review. Uh, and other very important news. If you're watching the video version or if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you will know that I have a new Gears mug. And I'm very excited. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately my old one was either stolen or broken. We don't know. What that is
0: some in. BS right I, there. I
4: think I left it in, in the sink when I was, I was going to wash it and then I got distracted and didn't come back to get it for the first time. Every single time I wash it, bring it back to my desk. First time. All it takes never is salt. That's why we now. need quick resume. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you <laughs> never know when you get exactly. distracted. <laughs> <Then> <laughs> we get distracted. Um, so yeah, who knows was, what happened to it, but Rod Ferguson was very kind. To, uh, That's really he left cool. Vancouver, he,
0: Rod's you know, benevolent know. final act as the head of the studio He's, at yeah, the Coalition. It
4: was very, very nice of him to reach out. And it was
0: like a presidential party. pardon so. on his way out of office. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. That was beautiful. Oh, man. Well I, said. Thank anyway. you. Uh, <laughs>
4: uh, and I has some cool Xbox stuff coming up next week. So.
3: Excellent. I think Bye I saw on that. Twitter today's Rod's first day at Blizzard. So. Yeah. yeah. Good luck saw to that. him.
0: It's good stuff. I'm so excited. Uh, As for me, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And I am uh, heading up along with Tom Marks, the IGN first month long coverage on a game that's sadly not coming to Xbox, but makes me very happy as a as a human and as a video game player. And that is Half-Life Alex, Mm -hmm. which it's a new Half-Life, man. I've played four hours of it. Yeah. God, I hate I hated leaving there without <laughs> finishing the game. That was a, that was a painful one to pull myself away from. We got a lot coming up all month long, starting with uh, right now nine minutes, a nine minute stretch of gameplay. You can kind of really see it in action, see what it's all about, see what Half Life in VR looks like, and that's
3: out real soon, right?
0: It's coming out it's towards the end of the month, yeah, oh, man. March twenty third. But wow. we've got a, we've got a couple of things coming out yeah. after the game's out. For spoiler reasons, mm-hmm. so makes sense. That'll be good. So check out all that coverage all month long, and that'll do it for Miranda, Brandon, and Janet. I'm Ryan. This was unlocked 4:33, I think. Yeah, 4:33. Getting up there. We will see you guys next week. What is this? Where is outro button? <laughs>
2: nope.
1: What if you discovered you could move between the worlds of dreams and real life? That's the story of Dream Breachers, where Evan wakes up on his 12th birthday and realizes that something he dreamt about the night before had actually happened. With the help of his friends, a reappearing stranger, and a mysterious organization called the Dream Academy, Evan will discover what it means to be a Dream Breacher. Dream Breachers is a high-stakes sci-fi mystery adventure about the highs and lows of having all your dreams come true, and is perfect for kids ages 8 to 12. If that sounds like a dream to you, you're in luck. You can listen to Dream Breachers now, wherever you get your podcasts.